1: Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: This is a CBC Podcast.
1: In high school, Nick was not the most popular kid. Not the least popular kid either. In fact, he didn't really stand out at all.
5: I was a guy who was just like trying to be funny a lot, but also was incredibly uncomfortable. I was probably six foot three and like a hundred pounds and acne and braces. It's hard to be homecoming king with that.
1: <laughs> Nick grew up to be a very funny stand up comedian. He's played Just for Laughs and a bunch of other festivals. Here he is on Conan.
5: Like Conan said, my name is Nick Nemiroff, and like most people my age, I am 28.
1: Thank you. (laughs) But as successful as he is on stage, something has gone terribly, terribly wrong. I have a problem. I uh, want to get cast in a
5: commercial, but uh, I am so bad at acting. And uh, it's hard when you're so bad in stand-up, I was able to, like, use my stage fright to my advantage. And I think that strength of mine is actually a huge weakness in commercials, because it's so rare that that is the person they want selling
1: their product. They want the shirtless sports fan holding a beer, screaming in the end zone. They want end zone guy. They want end zone guy, yeah. And I'm, uh, you know, quiet guy. Nick's auditioned for more than a 100 commercials, and he has not gotten one of them other than a non-speaking appearance in a KFC ad.
5: You know, you watch a commercial, sometimes a person's on for one second. It's like, I can do that, you know? Going out to these auditions, I was like, okay, it's just a matter of time. And the more I do it, the
1: less true that seems. It's one thing to not be cast as Hamlet, but to constantly be rejected as cheering guy, guy in car, guy dancing at a party. Well, that hurts in a different way.
5: I even have one later today for uh, Sandwich Guy, which I just, I already know that there's something that just feels so unnatural about it, so I sort of resign myself to knowing I'm not gonna get it, which is already the wrong attitude.
6: Can you give us a little bit of Sandwich Guy? I can
5: give you a little bit of Sandwich Guy. So, it's like, yeah. Souped up Swiss cheese, nice brioche body.
1: Mm-hmm, that's my line. After 100 rejections, Nick knows he's not going to be a full-time commercial actor. He just wants one speaking part. Exactly, yeah. And I'd be like, okay, one of my life goals accomplished. Nick pictures the commercial airing and the stank of rejection dissipating. Then, the Facebook comments start rolling in.
5: Oh my god, Nick, you were so cool and hot in that commercial. Like a stranger would say that to you? Like... 150 strangers just commenting that. And I foresee that happening soon. For real? I say that as a joke, but, like, I've definitely gotten messages from people that I haven't spoken to in years or whatever, and they'll say, you know, congratulations or something like that. And there is an extra, I don't know, there's something nice about that, I feel like.
6: I'm Rob. I'm Andrew. And this is Personal Best. So Nick's actually gone and done some research on this. He's interviewed successful
7: actors to try and find out what he's been doing wrong. I told him, you try to look cool all the time, and I feel like that's not conducive to getting commercial work. This is Ben. He's one of Nick's closest friends and a working actor. Yeah, no, I told him he had to stop being so cool. Because every commercial i audition for is at least a minor humiliation. I remember once the, the stupidest one I went out for. They're like, okay, you're going to go in and you're going to sing a song and then you're going to do a dance. So I go in and it was like me and like six musical theater students. And they're like, okay, let's do vocal warm ups." And everyone's like, me, 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 me. And I'm like, oh, f-. Singing and dancing aside,
6: casting directors want high energy, dynamic performers who are able to master the maniacal glee
7: of biting into a sandwich on camera. For commercials, you got to make it look like what you're doing is the best. So if they go out and get this product, they will also be having such a great time.
6: But when Nick goes out for an audition, he just plays Nick.
7: I feel like he doesn't like to look uncool and stupid, so he's very carefully cultivated. He's very rarely vulnerable. Everything's just protected with a thick layer of irony. And maybe that's like a safeguard. If Nick doesn't actually try, it
6: stings less when he's rejected. At the same time, if he wants to land a role, he's going to have to let his guard down.
7: Be vulnerable, let loose. You know, look like he's having fun.
6: Does Nick have fun?
7: The most fun I've ever seen him have was (laughs) When we went to the beach once. That was the time I've seen him, like, break out of his ironic shell and, like, jump around and splashing. And I remember him saying, I'm having so much fun. I think that was the one time I've seen Nick purely have fun. And how long have you been friends for? Uh, like three years. Okay. Perfect.
1: Luckily, Ben wasn't the only person from showbiz we rang up.
0: Yes, I did musicals in high school and college. Did
1: you Guys and Dolls?
0: I did Guys and Dolls. I played Nicely Nicely Johnson in high school. So in another life, I was somebody who could have found myself in Nick's shoes.
6: This is Dr. Peter Mendeslecki, a former amateur actor and current neuroscientist at the University of Delaware. He specializes in first impressions. I figured he's good to talk to because in an audition, Nick only has a few minutes. Apparently, though... His fate may be sealed long before that.
0: Well, we make up our mind about other people really quickly. If I flashed a face on screen for you for uh, 33 milliseconds, um, and I said, how trustworthy is this person? The judgment that you made of that very briefly flashed face would not differ that much from the judgment you would make if I gave you, say, you know, four seconds to judge the face. So you make these judgments very, very quickly, almost spontaneously.
6: But Dr. Mendeselecki says we usually put too much emphasis on the impact first impressions have. They count, but they're not as permanent as we might think.
0: You know, we're not insensate beings that don't take that new information into account.
6: Apparently, when people are judging ability or intelligence, they're more likely to remember the positive stuff than the mistakes. Or if you prefer your information delivered in a hockey metaphor,
0: you might fall on your face, you might lose a face off, you might have a turnover, but then you score a goal that's what people
6: remember. He also told us about some specific qualities he's come across that for whatever reason seem to form a lasting impression on people in a short amount of time.
0: It always seems to come back to frequency. It's the things that are most infrequent that seem to stick most in people's minds.
6: Also apparently trustworthiness plays a big factor in all this too.
0: Exactly. Forming an impression of somebody as being trustworthy is also going to activate, to some extent, our representation of them as being intelligent and vice versa.
6: So to maximize Nick's memorability, we need to make him appear more trustworthy. And help him stick out with something a little weird. But not so weird, it seems weird.
0: If you can find that thing that makes you look both very trustworthy and very unique, I think you've done your job.
1: Great, but that doesn't help us, unless we can take this guy... Hey, what's up? Hey, good to see you, man. How are you? ...and turn him into this guy.
0: Hello? What's up?
6: Nick wants to have one line in one commercial. And after 100 auditions, he's had no luck. But before we can get him biting into a Philly Cheese King Burger and saying, oh,
1: so cheesy, we need to break through Nick's aloof persona. Or maybe we can take a shortcut and build him a new persona altogether. Here is the product we are trying to build tonight. Trustworthy, unique, excitable, confident Nick. I put together a panel of image experts to infuse some rareness into our friend Nick. Um, I guess maybe to get
3: started, maybe we could just go around and just introduce ourselves. I'm Craig McIntosh, I'm an advertising creative director.
1: I'm Corby Banner, I'm a photographer, makeup artist and on-air beauty expert.
2: I'm Jenny Goldsmith, I'm a personal brand consultant.
1: I'm no neuroscientist, but this panel's first impression of Nick doesn't seem to wow them. looks kind of average, to be honest. I don't think he has an edge.
2: It's a little bit more mugshot than headshot.
1: I thought maybe I just showed a bad picture, so I also played a video of Nick.
2: Hi, my name is Nick Nemiroff. I'm 29. I don't get an overwhelming sense of passion, drive, or excitement. And I think maybe that's being conveyed in the audition process.
1: Luckily. There's an entire industry dedicated to taking our first impressions of products we hate and changing them into products we buy
3: and still hate. I mean, for us, Old Spice was a huge one. It was a terrible 70s cologne that you found in your like creepy uncle's uh, medicine cabinet. And just with a new advertising campaign, their sales skyrocketed and risen to like, thousands of percent. And yeah, it's all perception.
1: This is the same kind of capitalist sorcery we need to apply to Nick. Starting with his wardrobe. But he has to think about presenting his features in a more graphic way that catches your eye. And you're saying like deep V's and jackets and... Yeah, it's something that shows the collarbone and shape. Also, Nick's performance style.
3: You know, when he's on stage, you have 10 minutes to develop that rapport with the audience. And commercials is usually 30 seconds. So you can't be low-key. Unless, I mean, there are a lot of like cannabis ads coming out. That's kind of what he seems suited for right now. He's so kind of chill and low-key that he's almost high.
1: We even need to change the story that Nick tells about himself.
2: I think maybe having him develop his own personal brand statement. And that's an exercise that I've done with, you know, friends, employees, clients in the past. It kind of incites, I would say, like intrigue in theory. And it kind of compels you to know more about someone's personality. Um, My personal brand would be the rumors you've heard are probably true.
1: Whoa. Right. So like what would it be like a, an example of a personal brand for Nick?
2: I think his current personal brand is better luck next time. <laughs>
1: oh, you mean like every time he does something, he's not going to get it better luck better next luck time. Better luck
2: next time, buddy. Like that's him right now and we need to flip that.
1: Yes, Nick definitely needs this. So we tried a new technique that apparently happens often in the corporate world. It's called a brainstorm. What's novel is that in this exercise, there are no wrong answers. There's also no right answers, but some answers are righter than others. And this idea was the rightest of all. Timidly fierce. Timidly fierce, Corby, oh my goodness. Nick Nimroth, timidly fierce. Yeah, that's good. Craig, you got one more? I don't think so. Now that we have Nick's brand, we need to build a whole campaign. What would a commercial look like for a man who can't get a commercial?
3: Yeah, riding a roller coaster or, you know, he's swimming with sharks and he's speaking to camera. He's racing a car around the city. Something that just ups his energy and uh, like almost appeal to the director. It could be really funny. I'll wash your car, I'll pick up your, your, you know, dry cleaning. I'll do whatever it takes to get this damn job. I just need one job on my resume. By showing how, like, you're up for anything, that for sure will go a long way.
7: Yes, I could be your Spanish lover. And I could be your scary Dracula man.
3: Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, dress him up.
1: Jenny suggested a more straightforward approach. Direct to camera, maybe while making breakfast. She even gave us some of the sample dialogue.
2: From the guy next door to the college guy to the athlete to this compelling son in the commercial, I could really fit the mold of whatever you're looking for. And then... Maybe he's flipping a pancake. I'm like, don't flip out. My contact details are attached to this email or something like that.
1: On-air beauty expert Corby Banner envisions something a bit more visceral. You'd want to film in such a way that you come in for some real tight close-ups, maybe with a little underlighting. Flirt with the camera. Flirt with the camera. So even if he's not especially
7: good-looking, that he'd win over the viewer just with personality.
1: With Nick's new brand in place... I feel confident enough to unlock the cages on these ravenous experts, set them loose on the world, to once again sell us our creepy uncle's unwanted deodorant, and have us thank them for it.
6: So we have a brand new image waiting in the wings for Nick. But first, we have some work to do. And when it comes to changing your life, there's only one place to start.
5: We are in front of a McDonald's. I know that you guys talked to my friend,
6: Ben, and it also uh, makes me a bit worried. Ben told us that in order to land a legit commercial role, Nick has to stop trying to be cool. He needs to learn to be excited, even if he thinks he looks stupid. So here's what we're going to do. Today we're going to go to a series of fast food restaurants. Okay. You're going to order something, and you are going to enjoy that item so much that you are going to compel the other restaurant patrons to also want to order that item. You're going to be in a real-life commercial. Oh, Lord. We place a hidden mic on Nick and provide him with two clear objectives. One, to compel other patrons to enjoy a brand new menu item. And two, keep the receipts so I can claim them as business expenses.
5: Right. Uh, That sounds horrifying,
1: but uh,
5: I hope I get 5% better at acting after this.
1: (laughs) I actually do think that if Nick survives this humiliation, then the humiliation
6: of auditioning will be much less embarrassing. In the meantime, our number one sandwich guy walks nervously into the McDonald's. He does not look well.
5: Hey, could I uh, get the Thai sweet chili signature McWrap, please? Yeah, I love that sandwich. Six, six, two, six. Oh my God, so cheap. There you go.
6: He gets his wrap and takes his first bite. Mmm. Mmm. Nick is at a table alone half-heartedly muttering the features of the Thai sweet chili signature McRap to no one in particular. Proudly serving chicken raised on Canadian farms. Love that. I suddenly feel like I have new insight into what Nick is really like and an audition.
5: It's a good rap.
6: <laughs> After a few minutes, he comes back out to the car where Rob and I are waiting.
5: It felt worse and more vulnerable and uncomfortable than a commercial audition because I didn't want to ruin those people's day by like asking them
6: questions and like overacting. I mean, I I feel like it's even weirder to just be creepily mumbling to yourself rather than like fully (laughs) embracing it because that's kind of what you were doing. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, that's a different perspective than I had on it before. That is, I think, the
5: more positive way to look at it.
6: Then it's on to a fast, casual restaurant that prepares American-Chinese food fresh from the walk, Panda Express. And Nick makes a beeline for the honey walnut shrimp.
5: Mmm, that's really good. And you see see me and my friends having that on like a nice summer day.
6: <laughs> Still can't quite deliver a cell line with a straight face, but he's getting better. You painted a lovely picture of you and your boys eating it on a summer night. I yeah. like that. Yeah, that's, that sounds insane. Next, we pull in front of a beacon for coffee lovers everywhere. Whether it's high-quality whole bean coffee roasts or a relaxed, welcoming atmosphere, this place is top of mind. Okay, so Starbucks. Uh, this one here, I have a couple um, taglines for you that might be able to help you. I've, okay. I've suggested an item to buy. Oh, that's perfect, okay.
5: Can I get the ice caramel brulee latte? A drink for those who like to drink their dessert.
6: Nick does some jumping jacks to get his heart rate up something his friend Ben suggested we try before auditions. Then Nick walks into this burgeoning franchise, cue card in hand.
5: Do you guys know what uh, you're gonna get? No idea. Have you ever got the the ice caramel brulee latte? That's kind of like drinking your own dessert. It's like, (laughs) it's really, really good though. Yeah.
1: Andrew sent Nick to get a drink that Starbucks no longer sells. Then why was it on their website?
5: Oh shoot, that's okay, that's my favorite.
1: Nick
6: thinks fast and gets the cinnamon shortbread latte instead. Cinnamon shortbread. Cool. This is great. He's rolling with the punches, he's affable, and he's using every available breath to extol the virtues of the brand, as best he can remember them. Even on the way out, he takes one more crack, this time with a man waiting in line. Do you know what you're going to get? Do you know
5: what you're going to get? I know. Do you know what you're going to get here? Yeah. 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 Okay, I was going to suggest getting this. Cinnamon shortbread latte. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's like subtle, smooth caramel. Tastes like drinking your dessert, basically. Really, really good.
6: Back in the car, Nick's feeling good. This is a huge improvement for McDonald's, Nick. He thinks he may even have made his first sale of the day. I think that guy's going to buy it. I think he is. By now, we've spanned many fine establishments across this whole strip mall. But Nick has still yet to master the infantile amazement brought on by competitive price points
1: that is needed to book a commercial. Plus, the man Nick tried to sell on the Simmon shortbread latte, he just came out of the Starbucks.
5: Oh, here's a guy. Uh, I didn't get it.
6: He just got a coffee. So our last stand is here. Canada's largest coffee shop and subsidiary of the Burger King Corporation. Tim Hortons. And Nick's goal is to whip up the crowd for the new tiramisu donut. He's got his taglines ready and enters with an energy we have never seen before from Nick.
5: Oh, Timmy's. All right.
6: He goes straight to his core audience, a man waiting in line.
5: You know what you're going to get? Yeah. Yeah? You? (laughs) Thinking about it. Think I'm going to get the new Tim Hortons tiramisu donut I saw? Uh, I
7: had
5: it. Oh, you had it? Not worth it. Not worth it. Oh.
6: It's here where Nick loses all steam.
1: Yeah, maybe we should have quit after the Starbucks.
6: Yeah, I'm also starting to think that maybe Nick cranked up to 11 is just a normal person at, like, a 6. After what seems like forever, he finally emerges from the Tim Hortons. But not before coining what could very well become the signature catchphrase of half-hearted salesmanship.
5: Thank me if you get one. (laughs) See ya.
6: Thank me if you get one. See ya. Perfect. So yeah, I think he got better, but not quite ready for a commercial yet.
5: I don't
6: believe so.
5: Yeah, I guess we'll find out.
1: There is one last thing we need to do before Nick's Kafkaesque transformation from shy performer to unstoppable commercial booking juggernaut. Yeah, so we're at the mall. We are looking to change Nick's look.
6: Based on advice from a panel of image experts, we're doing a makeover to accentuate Nick's new brand, the physical embodiment of timidly fierce. And so far, the salespeople have been very helpful.
1: We're looking for something to accentuate collarbones.
6: But finding the right mix of rare, but still trustworthy is harder than one might think.
1: V-neck sweaters, nothing underneath maybe. But then we find a place with clothes rare enough to stand out, but trustworthy enough that your parents will let you spend your babysitting money there. This is the hot topic. Yeah, we're looking for um, clothing that is um, unique and interesting. Yeah,
7: we're, okay.
1: we're giving our friend a makeover.
7: Suggestions? Star Wars. This is uh, BB-8.
1: Yeah, it, I guess BB-8 is a very trustworthy character. BB-8 is.
7: Happy.
6: Yeah. A few hours later, Nick arrives to a dressing room we booked at the CBC. It's here where we reveal his new brand.
5: Timidly fierce. I mean, yeah, it seems like a nice catchy summation. I think if it was not for this podcast, I would uh, not use it <laughs> in my life, only because I think the fierce part feels not really genuine to me.
6: In that case, he is going to love the series of outfits Rob has picked out, each one eye-catching without calling into question Nick's moral character. He even named them. Look number one is Spaceman. This is a pair of black pants and a black sweater with a kind of red V stripe on the sweater. Look two is the Nerdy Anarchist. Okay, this is a leather jacket, um, but with really smart looking glasses. There's also the high fashion doctor. Like there's no way he's gonna pick the doctor's jacket. Like he's not gonna like that. What if he does? But you're putting stuff out that is just dumb. We're taking risks. Yeah. What, you wanna be memorable how? By wearing your normal clothes? I bought him a hat.
1: Yeah, okay. So... I saw a man with a hat. I remember him forever. (laughs) It doesn't really matter because I already spent $700 on the clothes, so it's too late to change anything. Hmm. I hope you like some of the stuff. Me too.
2: I'm Francesca Ramsey.
4: And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It.
2: Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today.
4: Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes.
2: So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
1: We're helping Nick, a shy comedian, break free from his inhibitions to book a speaking role in a commercial. So far, we've assembled a panel of image experts and forced them to do
6: real-life commercials. And after spending an afternoon at the mall, Rob has assembled a rack of memorable but trustworthy outfits, which we're about to reveal to Nick. Nick steps into the change room with a stack of clothes, and I stand back to bask
1: in the sublime beauty of a makeover montage.
4: You are a strong and silent type That mustache, those collarbones are looking so tight A future in commercials is clear in your sights And with a teeny bit of tweaking Your career will take flight
1: Nick comes out with his first look Spaceman Gonna have to pass on this one Next,
5: Nerdy Anarchist Probably gonna go no on this one
4: Let's make you over from the ground up Don't worry about the money This one is on us
5: How about High Fashion Doctor? Maybe if the shirt was a little bit shorter, I would say yes, but I think I got to go no for now.
4: Looking wild, but not freaky. That's Timmy Lee Kind of shy, but not creepy. That's Timmy Lee There's a brand new you just on the horizon. He's not there yet, but oh boy, we trying.
1: Rock and roll plumber. Uh, backup breakdancer. I'm also going
5: to have to go uh, go no on this one
1: okay, how about basically what he wore in here, but we add a bomber jacket? I mean, I'll say yes to this, yeah.
4: But hey, you know, if it's not for you, don't worry about it. It isn't like we spent 700 clams for you to wear a jacket with your own shirt and pants.
1: We took a very small step, and that small step was towards a bomber jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. We have made no progress.
4: When you walk into the casting in their eyes and see I'm the man that I am now because of podcasting guys.
1: It's first thing in the morning. Andrew's setting up lights and a green screen.
6: This is going to be fantastic. Okay.
1: Now that Nick has a new look, or at least a new jacket that he seems to like, we're about to film a half dozen ads and it's a product Nick may not fully believe in, but he's very familiar with. Himself.
5: Oh. Is this all the commercials? Are... Our- I am the product? Yeah.
6: Wow. After today, Nick will have a year's worth of commercial work under his belt. Plus, we can put into practice everything we've been working on so far. Nick changes
1: into his wardrobe and arrives on set wearing one of the two bomber jackets we have for him. Timidly Fierce, the ad campaign starts now. Nick, add one, take one.
5: Oh, hey, I'm Nick and I want to be in commercials. Here are my skills. I'm super tall from guy next door, to the athlete, to the college guy, to the compelling son in the commercial. I can really fit the mold of whatever you're looking for. I'm lots of fun and have great range. From Spanish lover, to ah, a ha, ha ha scary Dracula. Don't flip out. For future auditions, send me an email. That's great, I'm gonna cut
6: on that one. That was terrific. Yeah, it was good. You'll notice we tried to stay as true to our expert panel's vision as possible. You're driving, you're driving, lots of noise, lots of noise, check that mirror, and action. My name is Nick Nemiroff, and I'm driving a race car.
5: I'll do whatever it takes to get the job, Mr. Director. I'll wash your van, I'll pick up your laundry, I'll bathe your dog.
6: Nick, commercial three, action.
5: My name is Nick Nemiroff, and I'm swimming with sharks. I'll do anything you want, Mr. or Mrs. Director. Just just throw me a lifeline. I'm Nick Nemiroff, and I'm, I'm riding a roller coaster.
4: Whoa, holy frick!
5: Nick Nemiroff, your next choice for a speaking role in a commercial.
6: That's great, cutting on that. I think we can move on. For the next spot,
1: we asked Nick to change into a deep V t-shirt, but there's some wardrobe concerns from associate producer Jess
6: Shane.
2: Well, I think we should make the V deeper.
6: Yeah, that V needs to be much deeper. Jess has also been Googling how to contour so that we can really make those collarbones pop, because this next spot is pure seduction. Nick's got his deep V on under his jacket
1: and he's dramatically lit from below. He's sitting down, his feet are up on another chair. Imagine a tired traveler waiting in an empty airport terminal. That, but with attitude. Okay. Okay, interesting. Action. I'm Nick.
5: Just so you know, I work at Tem. I'm super trustworthy and you're gonna love me. And I'm not bragging here. If you don't blow your own horn, no one's gonna blow it for you, so. I'm Nick Nemirov. Timidly fierce.
6: I don't know if it's the bomber jacket or what, but I gotta say, Nick is bringing it. No matter what new weird situation we put him in, it's as if he's acting like he's really there doing it. And he's excited about it. This is a huge improvement for sure, but none of this feels genuine.
1: Not the personal brand statement or these over-the-top commercials. So after our lunch break- We got shawarma. We do one last spot. And in this one, there's no script, no rehearsal, no awkward slogans. We just roll the cameras.
5: Hi, I'm Nick Nemeroff and I want to be in your commercial. You should hire me because, uh, you know, I know how to, uh, this is hard. Uh I should be in your commercial because I uh, underwent a 3 week course at CBC teaching me how to get better at commercial acting and you know I could do like a funny uh funny face Yeah I would uh I would love to cut <laughs> and restart this
1: It's a week later It's Friday night We're crammed into a bar where Nick usually does stand up. We're with 15 of Nick's closest friends.
6: Jess Shane has somehow managed to get one of the commercials we made onto national TV. We're about to reveal to the world. I think this is only airing in Canada, but reveal to Canada. And Nick's friends. The new, timidly fierce Nick. So we get the TV all set up. Does that remote do anything? Try hit TV, maybe.
1: Jess told us when this was going to air, but deep down, I still don't believe that they would ever put this on TV. Commercial break after commercial break, still no next.
5: First, I was just so nervous that everybody was here watching the commercial, and now I'm nervous that everybody came to watch the commercial and it's not going to air.
1: (laughs) Then, on the very last commercial break of the hour, we see him.
5: Hi there. I'm Nick Nemiroff, and I want to be in your commercial. I'm tall, I have great collarbones, and I've got this mustache that helps me stick out a bit, but not in a distracting way. Plus, I'm willing to yell if you need me to yell in a commercial now, which I was incapable of doing before. I swear to God, I can be in your commercial. Thanks.
1: Turns out, out of all the spots we made, the best one was the one Nick came up with. It was honest, vulnerable, not high energy, but not
6: low energy either. Kind of sounds like he changed.
1: I hope it's you know
5: more of a permanent thing than temporary. But uh, after doing those activities, I definitely felt more at ease and more confident and more like you know outgoing and, and not really caring about how it would come off. The true test,
1: obviously, would be an audition, which I haven't had in the past couple of weeks. Okay, so there were no auditions, but last week he did do this thing for a gum company.
5: Okay, so Excel, for some reason, had to do this ad campaign. And
1: they basically paired us, like, one comedian, one driver, and we were in an Uber pool the whole day. So they'd pick up people, and Nick had to be funny guy in car, and get these two strangers to talk to each other. And give them gum for some reason. So I think I was able to... uh
5: hand out some Excel gum with more vigour than I would have been a month ago.
1: Wait, Excel? That's a commercial.
6: So it's an unfilmed commercial? An unfilmed commercial, yeah. This is the exact training we gave you, Nick. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. It was,
5: uh, I can't believe actually, yeah. I didn't think of that. And you were speaking in this? I was speaking in it, yeah. A speaking role in a commercial? I guess, when you put it that way, that is a win for team personal best.
1: There's just one more loose end we have to tie up here. In our first interview, you mentioned one of your dreams was to get 150 comments based on a commercial you made. Right. I open up our Twitter account and hand him my phone.
6: The other day we posted the commercial we made with him. Oh, you guys are so close. It says 146.
5: How many likes did it get, though? 164 likes. It's pretty good for a tweet. A lot of blue check marks here. Should I read these comments? Cool. like that comment. To the point. Have a blessed and wonderful day. Stay safe and happy. Nick is putting himself out there and taking a risk. That needs to be rewarded. That's one of the most (laughs) genuinely nice things on here. That's very, very nice.
1: I'm Rob Norman, and you just heard the podcast Personal Best. Andrew Norton produces the show. Jess Shane is our incredible associate producer.
5: I mean, I don't understand how this won't get me a commercial if people are just voluntarily writing all all these great
1: comments. Our music is by the one and only Breakmaster Cylinder. The original song, Timidly Fierce, was created by Marty Tops and Adam Kemp. We received production help this episode from Luke Williams, B-San Safi, and Cecil Fernandez. Special thanks this episode to Gary Rideout at Comedy Bar, Dale Sood, and Daisy Wright. Arf Narani is the executive producer of CBC Podcasts. Got something you want to improve about yourself? Or are you a casting director down on your luck? We have the solution. Email us at hirenick4commercial at cbc.ca. That's hirenick, the number four, commercial at cbc.ca. If you'd like to see some of the commercials we made with Nick, you can find them at our website, cbc.ca/slash personalbest. You can also find them on Twitter at personalbestcbc. And if you don't subscribe to the show already, please do that on your favorite podcasting app. Personal Best is a CBC podcast. If you're looking for another CBC podcast, maybe check out the last season of Alone, A Love Story. It's by my friend Michelle Parisi. Michelle tackles the darkest parts of divorce and being a single mother with humor and a shameless sense of candor. If you haven't listened to Alone, go listen to it now. It's available wherever you found this podcast. Thanks for three incredible seasons, Michelle.
4: CBC original podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash original podcasts.